Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello! Whoa! And welcome to the A to Z Sports Big Orange Podcast. I'm Charlie Burris. Here, as always, my co-host and A to Z Sports Tennessee writer, Zach Reagan. Zach and I talk everything balls every week here on the Big Orange Podcast. And if that sounds good to you, make sure you go over to the I, the uh, A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed on iTunes and Spotify. I guess it's not iTunes anymore. That's just that podcast app. Like iTunes is like no more. Whatever it is, Apple, go over on your MacBook or your iPhone or however you do that, your Motorola Razor, and go uh, <laughs> the A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed. Anyway, at Charlie underscore Burris, at Zach TNT, at A to Z Sports on Twitter, Instagram, A to Z Sports or at facebook.com slash a to z sports and a to z sports nashville.com for everything that zach writes we can go ahead and get right to it a lot has happened i mean we we really only been it's been a couple weeks since we recorded i went on vacation you're about to go on vacation zach it's just all the summer craziness um baseball played in the college world series caden salter got kicked off the football team uh, the name image likeness rules went into effect and every kid on planet earth has an endorsement deal. Fun times. Zach, what's up, man? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just kind of in, enjoying the, some stuff happening right now. A lot of times this is a slow time of year and there's really not a lot going on. And you, you know, you kind of just float around until, until something really happens with, with, with training camp and, and all that. So it's been fun to actually see some stuff happening. Uh, Especially with baseball, that was that was a fun ride. Hate to see the way it ended, but having that this summer, yeah, really hope that becomes a kind of a every June, May and June thing for Tennessee baseball. And it looks like that might be the case. You can take great college baseball and hook it right into my veins. I, I mean, I've said before, I've always obviously I know I know baseball just being like a sports kid for my entire life. Um, but it hasn't been like my main sport and this, it really caught me. I mean, I watched after Tennessee got bounced and even when Tennessee was in those early rounds, I was watching the earlier rounds and games that weren't involving Tennessee. I watched basically every other game that uh, didn't involve Tennessee in the college world series. It's just compelling sports, really compelling, really exciting sports. It was tough um we can talk about that in a second but i do a ton of players are leaving this season from tennessee's baseball team but it seems like vitello has a really nice pipeline in recruiting i i don't know if it will be as good as this season i hope so but it seems like going forward uh tony tony vitello likely isn't going anywhere we can talk about that too after sort of wrapping up the college world series but yeah, hopefully it goes into the future because, man, that was just so damn exciting. That was an absolute blast. Now, moving to what Tennessee actually did. Incredible accomplishment that they made it to the College World Series. It's a total breakthrough, a crazy thing that Tennessee hadn't done in, what, 16 years. Since 2005, they hadn't made the College World Series. Um, it was really cool to see Tennessee on that big stage and before the games happened being talked about as one of the elite teams, we did it here. And then they played. <laughs> and they got their butt kicked uh, pretty badly. I think the Tennessee's, what, six runs total, and they gave up four, what was it? So, I, too many, frankly. <laughs> I, I'd have to go back and look at the exact scores. But, uh, yeah, tough, tough time. At the College World Series, they just looked totally outmatched. Uh, but what what was your uh, reflection on what happened there? 
to me, when when you get to the College World Series, it, it's kind of all it's kind of like making the Final Four as a basketball team. You know, whatever happens from there happens. It's it's impossible to predict. All those teams were really good. Tennessee didn't play well, but I still think they were one of the top, you know, five teams in the country easily. I mean, we saw them go toe to toe with Arkansas in the regular season, could have easily won that series. Uh, and that was the best team all season long. It's just kind of whatever happens, happens at that point. It, it didn't go Tennessee's way. They lost a lot of momentum after that first game. And then you just kind of had a bad feeling after that first game. I mean, several of us, myself, I think, I think I saw some tweets from you. We kind of expressed some frustration after that first game. Uh, and there was a lot of people still keeping the hope, but I mean, you just kind of had a feeling that's how it was going to go after that first game. It was tough. I, well, Zach, you're a big baseball guy, like a real, you really do it up with baseball. Your kid plays baseball. You're all about it. So I was pissed after Tennessee lost. You're that close to a national title. I mean, you're right. You're staring at it. It's just down the hallway there, and you just got to walk and open the door, you know? And to have Tennessee be that close again in a major sport was so exciting to me, that it, and it was so, so disappointing. And, I, you know, I tweeted through it. I'm, if you follow me at length, you know that I am, I'm a bit of an emotional uh, tweeter, especially when it comes to the teams that I love. But the, the pushback that I got from people, where they were like, you should just be... It's crazy that Tennessee made the College World Series. They, it just, they were, they haven't been there and they didn't know. Well, Kumar Rocker has won a national title and he looked like garbage in that final game. So don't give me that. It's like experience. You have to play right at the right time. That's all, that's all it is. And I didn't like, (laughs) I got a lot of that to my tweets where I was like, this was so frustrating. It felt, it the season was not a failure at all. The season was a breakthrough, and it was incredible, and it was so exciting, and it was a great respite from all the garbage that had happened before, and I'm so appreciative still, so, so appreciative uh, for Tony Vitello, and I'm glad that it appears that he's staying. But, like, don't tell me I can't be mad that Tennessee played bad. They just, they played bad. Like, just say it. Just say it. they played bad. Like, it was like people didn't want to admit that they played bad. No, they played bad. They played really bad, in fact. They just, they looked completely outclassed. They looked like they didn't belong there. And that was really frustrating. If it if it had been super competitive and they lost on a walk off and you know all this stuff, I pr- I probably would have felt differently. We got our butts kicked. We just got kicked up and down the field. I, and it, I don't know. It just it hurt pretty bad. <laughs> I just I can't I can't hide that. I know some people can smile through the pain and go, oh, we should just be happy we're in the College World Series. I can't. I just can't. I want to win a national title, and Tennessee didn't. And it just adds. To more of those, to me, to me, pers- not everybody has to feel this way. To me personally, it just adds to that long, 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 long line of events where Tennessee gets to the moment and blows it. And I, yeah. ugh, it sucks. Bo- and both things can be true. It was a great yeah, exactly. season. Tennessee just, they didn't have the right momentum there when they got to the College World Series. Things just didn't line up. They didn't play well. You said they got their butts kicked. That was that. That can be on one hand. And on the other hand, you know, Tennessee athletics, you know, this didn't happen in a vacuum. You got to look at Tennessee athletics as a whole. And for the past 10, 15, however many years, Tennessee's got to a big moment and then failed to come through. We've seen it with football during the Butch Jones years. We've seen it with Rick Barnes and basketball. And now we've seen it with baseball. And you add all that together, it's impossible, I think, almost for, for a just locked-in Tennessee fan, unless you're just an eternal optimist who never looks at, you know, the downside of anything, which I have not seen many of those on Vol Twitter, <laughs> but, uh, they, they yeah, all, they hide on Facebook. That's yeah, they're. that's true. <laughs> they probably don't even know if Tennessee baseball played yet, but <laughs> it's impossible not to feel that. And, and to feel those moments of like, when is it going to happen? When is this breakthrough going to happen? Because it really did feel like this could be the time that it happened for Tennessee, especially when Arkansas lost, they didn't make the College World Series. It kind of felt like that road was opening up for, for Tennessee to, you know, make a deep run there. I mean, they they had to be kind of one of the favored teams, you would think, just based on how they played all season long. And then for it to happen like that, yes, you can be happy. It was a great season. 
You can be happy with where the baseball program is. You can just be happy that Tennessee made the College World Series, but you can also be extremely disappointed that it's just another case of Tennessee coming up short in a big moment. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, that's that's exactly it. It's two things that are true at once. That season was such a blast. I, I mean, good Lord, I was so lucky to be at the walk-off against Arkansas. I just That was the game that I went to this season, and it was amazing. It's one of the best Tennessee sporting events I've ever been to. All of that is true. Making the College World Series, seeing the dog pile, and being able to talk about how Tennessee is that in the elite echelon in college baseball. Amazing. amazing oh, yeah. Amazing, the, the, the right state walk-off is something oh, you will see God. every summer when the College World Series gets going and they have these little highlight packages. That will be in it. From yeah. now through eternity. And, you know, that's a great moment that we'll forever see. Kind of like the Jawan Jennings Hail Mary reception and other great plays like that. And that, you know, at least you do get those moments that you can kind of appreciate. And that's, as a baseball guy, to me, that's that's kind of what baseball is all about anyway. You know, winning a championship in baseball at any level is so hard, especially in college, because there's so many great teams, the talent's so spread out. Baseball plays so many games that it's it's just a collection of really great, memorable moments like that 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 is what makes it great to me. Yeah, and it's I'm very happy that we get that collection of memories with this team. But this this thought of just and I had a, I had a couple people they were like I just, I didn't really expect us to do anything. We haven't really been there. No, I want to win. I want yeah, to win. Yeah, once you once you're in title. it. Yeah. Look, once you're in it, you're in it. You know, go happen. win. Yeah. I, I want to win. I mean, sure. Yeah. I haven't seen Tennessee play in that spot much, but that doesn't mean Tennessee was one of the most senior, most clutch, really talented teams this whole year. Pro- probably the best offense in America. Although, good Lord, Mississippi State in that final, man. Although they didn't show that all season long. But. Uh, I mean, you had one of the best teams in America, and they just they just blew it. They blew it. You don't want to say that they did. <laughs> it just is. What, I don't know. I, I want to frame it some other way. They got the butt kick, but the, you know, I, yes. The point being of all that, you can have those two two things be true all at the same time. Uh, and I, you know, looking looking back on all of it, it was such a great bridge to where we're we're about to go to now where we have to turn and think about football now and we'll get to that in a second uh but let's do cover quickly tony vitello it appears that he's staying around which is so great lsu ended up hiring the guy from arizona uh who also i mean he's a college world series coach um kind of on a similar trajectory Two Vitello, they got to the College World Series. They got rocked too, <laughs> and and, uh, and LSU ended up hiring him. That's a fine hire. I'm glad it wasn't Tony Vitello, uh, and it was fun giving LSU fans uh, a hard time. But what do you think about him him staying, even though a contract has not been signed or anything like that quite yet? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're not really in any hurry now with the LSU job. You know, filled the Texas A&M job was filled. You know, before that, that was the main competition. Even if there if there was any competition, we don't really know if Vitello. I mean, he claimed that he hadn't spoke to LSU after after Tennessee lost, but you know who knows what goes on behind the scenes. There's really no pressure on Tennessee to get this done in the next day or two. There's no pressure on Vitello. They can work out you know whatever deal they want to work out. He's going to end up being one of the highest paid baseball coaches in the country. Uh, that's a given. I think he really just wants to make sure that his facilities, things that he wants, uh, upgrades, all that stuff's locked in. That that that's his main focus, and and he's been clear about that. You know, with Tennessee, you kind of always expect something to go south. It wouldn't have surprised me to see Vitello leave for LSU just because of, of the situation, and it's Tennessee, and that's kind of what happens. But on the other hand, I never really felt like he was just in a hurry to get out. Like he seems locked in at Tennessee. He's the culture he's created. I mean, that that's part of why we saw Tennessee go on this run. I mean, sure. You've got to have talent, but you know, baseball it's pitching, it's defense. And then it's the momentum and the culture you create and the chemistry. And that's kind of what gets your bats going. That's what, you know, carries you on these magical runs like this. And Vitello, that's not something you can force. I mean, it, it's been, pretty natural for Vitello at Tennessee. And it seems like it's a place where he wants to create his own legacy. 
you go to LSU, I mean, you don't get to the College World Series a couple of years in a row and you're gone and your legacy's done. You're, you know, you're scraping by as an assistant or a lower level program after that. So I can see why Vitello wanted to stick around. Yeah, it makes total sense to me. He wants, he wants to be, and this is not me saying that he's going to win like Nick Saban. That's nearly impossible in any sport, but he wants to be like the Nick Saban where they put a statue out front, you know, and they go, this is, this is the guy. He did it the best that it's ever been done. And at Tennessee, let's be honest, that bar is not super high. And so uh, he, yeah, people are kissing the ground that he walks on as they should. He's flipped an absolute nothing into a powerhouse and it looks like it's probably going to continue despite the fact that a lot of Tennessee's core is going to be either graduating or going to the pros uh, during this off season. So I, I couldn't be happier with, with that whole situation outside barring us winning a national championship. That would have, that's really the only way that this season could have been better at that's, that's really it. And, and okay. And, and on, I did want to touch on this. I was thinking about it and then I forgot to say it. Um, talking about like the, having all of those moments where Tennessee gets there and they come up short, man, talk about a, an entire school that embodies that Mississippi state that ended up winning the national title. <laughs> Their very first national championship in a team sport in the history of the school. They had never, they've made the college world series final before I actually lived. I was in my roommate in college, uh, went to Mississippi state, and, and we were actually rooming together when Mississippi State played for the final the last time. And I remember he was like, that was just the most crushing thing. They made it and they just, they got waxed by UCLA. I, th- I literally think in the final, they lost like 10 to zero or something like eight to zero. It was really bad. <laughs> and, and so like, they know that pain and they, oh man, the, they made it to the national, they beat UConn in women's basketball, made it to the national championship and then lost on a buzzer beater in the final seconds to Notre Dame. Like they, mm. they have been there and done that boy. So it can happen. It can happen. It will happen again for Tennessee. I have no doubt. I, I have about no... the Mississippi state is they were kind of the benefactor of NC state's COVID situation. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that <laughs> was the, team. the lesser team. <laughs> yeah. That was the team that was probably going to win. They had all the momentum. I mean, they were, I felt like they were the team. They were the ones. And then when that happened, it just, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation that that's been raging on social media for days now, but that really paved the way for, for Mississippi state. And then Kumar rocker kind of imploding in that final game. Uh, that was, that was a bit shocking to see his first postseason loss ever was in the final game of his career. That's so brutal. But he won a national championship two years ago. So, you know, hey, he got it. Probably, it will probably cost him a few hundred thousand dollars in the signing bonus because I'm sure he might, you know, before this year, he was kind of like top five, you know, number one, two pick or something oh, in yeah. the draft. Every, you know, and, and I think he, he hasn't been qu- quite as crisp this year, but that that combined with the uh, final game of the season, he could, he could drop to like a number eight or nine pick. Still going to make a lot of money, though, so you can't feel too bad for him. Yeah, he's going to be just fine. And he's, uh, I mean, the, the fun note with him, he's Tracy Rocker's kid. Tracy Rocker, of course, at Tennessee for a while. Um, but that's, nonetheless, that does stink. Yeah, he's, he's going to be just fine. Uh, but, <clears throat> I mean, that is, the Mississippi State example is, what makes me go, we'll get back. We'll be fine. You just you, like, yeah, it sucks. We're just going to have to wait. Who knows how long they waited forever for all. They never had won it until just now. <laughs> so it might be a while, but it'll happen again for Tennessee. I mean, you have the resources and the money and the power to, to get back there. And one, one day, um, but moving on beyond baseball, <sighs> Something that's not as fun to talk about, uh, the football team. Um, had, okay, let's do start with the optimism. Got a couple, uh, or I guess a, a decent uh, couple of transfers in. Uh, defensive lineman, what appears to be uh, a cornerback, although I don't think that any kind of official announcement has been made right, and it was a kid who was supposed to go to Georgia, and then now people notice that he's like enrolled at Tennessee, right? Am I recollecting yes. that wrong? 
Yeah, but he, and and he has, I mean, committed. I mean, he he told Volquest he was committed. Uh, he did, okay, to Tennessee he did. that he that he's coming. But yeah, before that, they noticed he was in the student directory before any sort of announcement was made, which was kind of odd because I think he was actually in Athens for a couple of weeks, and then I don't know if I'm not really sure what happened there. There hasn't been a lot out on that situation, but it is kind of strange that he's going to Georgia, then all of a sudden he's he's at Tennessee. But you know, good for Tennessee. Yeah, uh, it is like Brandon Turnage. He came from Alabama for bona fide four star uh, when he went to Alabama, then was supposed to go to Georgia, and then somehow is <laughs> now in Tennessee. Don't question it. Let's just, hey, welcome to Rocky Top. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, and I don't care. Uh, I'm just glad you're here because we need warm bodies on that defense because you, you did have this week. Well, let's start with the offense first. Caden Salter, who was kind of, for a lot of people, the hope for the future. I think there was a lot of thoughts that he could really fit nicely into the system that Heupel's bringing in. And he just has come in and made made dumb college kid decisions and had a couple of uh, incidents that, I I mean, I, I think... Right now, with the tone that Heupel wants to set, I think he made the right decision. I think if you're if you're further into Heupel's tenure, he probably gives Salter more chances. But I think he really, you have a guy right now that's really trying to change the culture around in Tennessee because I think it got real toxic at the end with with Pruitt there, and and I think he just kind of had to say, man, I just, I can't. Just enough is enough, and they had to let Salter go, and it's a shame. But, uh, yeah, that happened this past week. Yeah, it's it's definitely a shame. You hate to see it for any kid. But he had no choice. Like you said, he has to change the culture. And I, I know that's a buzzword, the culture, but it, it's very true. And I think what we've seen in college athletics over the last, I don't know, 10 years, uh, especially Tennessee, you see a guy get in trouble in February or January, whenever, sometime in the offseason, and they suspend them indefinitely. Sometimes they don't go through spring practice like was the case with Salter. And, and the standard line is they're gonna ha- there's some things they have to do. They have to work their way back. And it's almost like it's just become this, hey, go away for a couple of months and then you'll come back in the summer and everything's fine. Well, that was the case with Salter. He had just been reinstated to the team, you know, a few weeks ago, really, at the beginning of June. And then he gets in trouble again. And for that, uh, you know, work your way back mantra to work there has to be consequences when you don't work your way back and it's not so much what Salter did uh, you know it, it was I think he was caught with some some marijuana in in the car at three o'clock in the morning no tail lights or something like that it's it's not like it's a major offense but if you're already in trouble you got to put yourself in a better position than that you you got to make you're there to be the quarterback at Tennessee you can't you can't risk it like that. You, you just, it's just not a smart decision. Whether or not you think it's worthy, uh, an offense worthy of being kicked off the team, again, that's another discussion for another day. You just have to know that in that situation, you can't do that, especially when you're, you want to be the leader of the team. That's not the way to set the example. And, you know, Hypo really had no choice but, but to make a point there with, with Salter that that's, just not something he's going to put up with. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, as a coach, what you're always looking for in that situation is, <clears throat> I guess a prime example is like what happened with Admiral Schofield and and Tennessee basketball got suspended and it was kind of this ugly situation. And then he, he took that and became the leader of the team and became this, you know, he really took that situation by the horns, Juwan Jennings got kicked off the team, really ugly situation. And then eventually became, <laughs> was basically the coach of the football team <laughs> two years ago. Uh, <laughs> we've now yeah. come to find out <laughs> he was dragging that team along. Uh, it seems like, but yeah, that, that just sucks, man. And, and I hate that. I, I'm, I have almost no doubt that he's going to go to some other program and probably Excel. Uh, hopefully it's not a program that Tennessee plays every year and we're going to watch him beat our head in. But because um, that would really be the Tennessee way, wouldn't it? But uh, it, yeah, there, there was that and that 
certainly stinks, but is what it is. And then you had Darrell Middleton entering the transfer portal. And this one is a little more interesting. Because Darrell Middleton is really one of the best returning defensive players you have, uh, you would think. But you have, uh, again, I, I think when I analyze this situation, you have a guy in Hypel that's looking for culture change, and you have a bunch of players that are coming from a coach with a toxic culture. It is not uncommon to see guys leave. It is particular. This is me. This is total projection for me. 100% projection. I do not have confirmation of this or anything like that. Reading the tea leaves of what Darrell Middleton was saying on social media, he he really emphasized like I'm always going to be a Tennessee Volunteer. Me leaving Tennessee doesn't mean I'm no longer a Vault. Like a lot of stuff, kind of like that. I'm not so sure Darrell Middleton wanted to transfer from the University of Tennessee. Uh, again, projection on my part. Um. But I could see, you know, Rodney Garner is in there, and that dude is serious, and he's he might be trying to to really put put his foot down with that type of stuff. And I, this might have just been somebody getting processed out of the system, unfortunately. Yeah, it could be. Uh, there's a good chance of that. Who knows? Um, ultimately, be all that stuff behind closed doors. The big thing I think about with this is that so many people have been complaining or, or pointing out, like, is Tennessee even going to have a team in the fall? So many players have hit the transfer portal. Well, you know, not not to sit here and defend Heupel in any way because he's still so early on in his tenure, but he's been working pretty hard to improve this roster. I mean, he's adding guys through, you know, through transfers and, and stuff. He's He's added a lot of players to the roster. Here's the thing, you know, you've got a bunch of players from a three and seven team leaving. Um, you know, they they didn't get it done last year. Now a lot of that's coaching and situation, all that. I know that. But you still it's not like you're losing a bunch of talent from a from a nine and one team or something. You know, you you're you're moving guys out, guys are leaving that that simply weren't getting it done. Before now, maybe they go somewhere else and they have success. I don't know. It wasn't working for them at Tennessee. So hey, let Hypel turn the roster over and see what happens. Because I, you might as well try it with with a different group of guys at this point because it wasn't working before. So I, I don't see any point in getting too upset right now, especially with the situation. Hypel, this first year, he's going to get a lot of grace. He's going to get a lot of grace, period, because Tennessee's not going to be able to hire a coach for a while if he doesn't work out just because of the investigation, because of the contract Hypel signed and all the security he has with that. But you got to try something different at this point anyway, so let's just see where it goes. I think Hypel has been given and just knows that he has not sort of inherently assurances that he's got some runway here, and he should he should have it. Yeah, this investigation that's ongoing, that thing is just ha- a storm cloud hanging over this program. What program right now is easier to recruit against than Tennessee? All you have to say is, uh, you know, I mean, if you go there, you're probably not going to play in a bowl game and you got an investigation that they don't have resolved yet. I mean, just why would you even go there? Like, that's the easiest pitch in the world to recruit against Tennessee. Um, I I believe for this coming class, I if I'm remembering correctly none none of the top 10 players in the state of tennessee are yet committed to tennessee it's just that's the situation that tennessee is in currently um, yeah, opposing coaches can say hey they're not going to play in a bowl game for five years yeah um and there's nothing tennessee can say that uh you know to refute that yeah. obviously that's, that's probably fine. not going to happen it's it'll probably be a year maybe two years but they can say whatever because it's just total uncertainty and you can put whatever out there you want to as an opposing coach, and they are. The Athletics, uh, David Ubin, Ubin, however you say his last name, uh, I think reported earlier this week that opposing teams are actively recruiting negatively against Tennessee, and they're using this investigation in those conversations. As so, they should. So, yeah, it's a wise move by their part. Why would yeah. you not? I mean, that that's the name of the game. And, you know, if – if Tennessee could somehow, by some miracle, scratch out a 500 season and make at least become eligible for a bowl game, who knows if they'll allow themselves to play in one or whatever. But 
like showing promise could turn everything around as far as that goes. Cause then Heifel could turn around and say, yeah, we got this stuff happening, but look, we're going somewhere and you just don't have that stuff behind you yet. And that's the situation that, that Heifel finds himself in. And so I think because of all of that context, he has been given assurances that you're, you're going to have some time to work this out. And so he's, why would you not just try your hardest to really form the culture into what you want it to be into the vision that you want to see and players leaving off of a three and eight team might not be the worst thing. So that that's, that's that again, Darrell Middleton might just be looking. I want to emphasize that he might just be looking for another place to play. I don't, I don't know. That's just what it felt like to me is that it was sort of like, uh, I'm not sure he wants to actually be going anywhere else uh, just from the sound of his tweets. But nonetheless, uh, there there was all of that uh, with football. Did, did I forget anything, Zach? I think that's all I had written down here. Well, we, we got to throw in Rick Barnes and his. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He did add, uh, land a nice commitment this week that was very key. Yeah, BJ Edwards, who's the should really be a building block for that 2022 class. Um, and then you have floating out there. Uh, it's uh, what's the kid's name? Cockburn from uh, Illinois, who I believe is on Tennessee's radar would be a seven footer that Rick Barnes could bring in. The conventional wisdom is that he's going to go to Kentucky, which ugh, ugh, that sucks. But if he, I mean, I, I think you're talking, if you get this kid, he, he's, I believe he averaged something like 17 points a game last year and is a seven-footer, would be a bona fide true center for Tennessee, which is something Rick Barnes has never really had during his time in Tennessee. You're talking about a national championship roster at that. You're already top 15, top 20 probably right now. Um, That could turn everything. But yeah, so nice foundation for the 2022 class for Rick and then a potential, if they can work a miracle and get this kid in town, uh, another huge transfer out there but uh that's basketball for right now i'm just gonna think positive thoughts positive thoughts positive thoughts i don't uh not to be too negative but fulkerson got hurt recently right well he had surgery okay that's right uh if i remember correctly funny funny little anecdote i went to hilton head south carolina this past week and was just driving out of town on 40 east and I got passed on the interstate by John Fulkerson in his car, and he has a custom license plate that says Fulky on it. <laughs> that is, and I tremendous. thought that was funny. That, I, I love that. Yeah. That is, it made me laugh. Uh, but that, it, yes, I, I believe had had surgery. wrist surgery, wrist surgery. Yes, and and hopefully by November he should be fine. But yeah, yes. it's just. Yeah, you hate, you know. And and I think there was a lot of thought around that, that that was sort of what was plaguing him this past season and why he kind of had an underwhelming season. And I think one of the big reasons he wants to come back, obviously he got injured in the NCAA tournament and, or couldn't play in the NCAA tournament because of an injury. And so he definitely wants to right that wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think there is a definite hope that he'll come back at 100% help and really be able to help this team. So... We'll we'll see what happens there. Sort of cross that bridge when the time comes, because you still uh, we got a little ways until basketball. But uh, I guess th- this our final topic to discuss in this podcast also involves basketball. It really involves <laughs> involves John Fulkerson, uh, considering some of the things that we saw yesterday. These name image likeness rules are changing in the NCAA, and I. If, if anybody who listens to this podcast listened to me with Swain Event, listened to me before Swain Event with the Orange and White Report, read stuff that I wrote even before that, yesterday, for me personally, and something I've crusaded about for a long time, this was a win. This was a huge win. I want to see these kids get their market value. And to finally see players going out and 
getting these endorsement deals that they have should have had for so long and being able to cash in on their on the let's be honest the celebrity that they have as like an 18 to 21 year old kid playing college sports it's so awesome man i i i know some people aren't gonna like that i know it and there's been you know there's people that don't love it but i just for me this has been a crusade that i have been on uh and i was so happy to see it come to fruition yesterday a lot of the people that don't love it don't understand it i've discovered is the problem all of a sudden they think college athletes are being paid to play sports. They're still not, they're still not employees. They're still not being paid to play their respective sport. They're just finally allowed to be a normal college student. Like any college student or college age kid that doesn't play sports is allowed to be, they can make money off of the celebrity that they've created using their talents. Um, If you're a student at Tennessee and you don't play basketball or football you don't play any sport but you have a youtube channel that garners a million views a video you uh you can make money off of that however much money you want but the moment you step on a basketball court you cannot do that same thing and it doesn't even have to be sports related you know under the previous rules they couldn't have a a twitch or you know a video game channel where they you know make money off of that and now they can and it just Look, it's 2021. This should have happened a long time ago. There's really no reason that that they shouldn't have been able to do this before. But yeah, I think there's a lot of confusion out there right now. And I think there's a lot of confusion probably among athletes and programs on how to handle a lot of this going forward. I wrote a little bit about something this morning that I think could be a big issue is I think there's going to be some athletes that probably get taken advantage of. Maybe they end up in some bad deals and stuff because... Look, there's going to be people out there looking to take advantage in some way, and it will happen. It's inevitable that it will happen. So hopefully programs like Tennessee and these other programs around the country can really educate these kids on what to do and what not to do. Don't just blindly jump into anything that could have severe ramifications, you know, on your finances for years to come. Yeah, the the two biggest problems that I see will be clashes with the schools themselves. Where, Which Arkansas is already setting itself up for, where they don't so even want them to use their colors in, in anything. And, and the logo, which I can kind of understand the logo because of some licensing oh, yeah. issues, but at That's least one thing. grant permission in certain situations. You know, there's ways around that. But their, and their whole thing where you can't, I believe it was Arkansas, if I'm remembering correctly, that uh, they were saying that athletes cannot have deals with major sponsors of the school already, which was like a set of car dealerships and like Nike and things like that. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. I mean, it's all it is, is the university trying to protect its Mm -hmm. own money. And it's exactly what we've all, it's the exact evil I'm trying to work against. You hoarded all the money for all this time and never gave it to the players. And now they are getting it and you don't like that. (laughs) And it's just another example of that. On the flip side, you had, I believe LSU, they came out and they said, we don't have any restrictions on any of that. You can do what you want. And to me, that's a recruiting advantage. Mm-hmm. You like you go, Arkansas is not going to let you do any of that stuff. They're hurting your money. They're coming for your money. And then you can come to LSU and well, you can do whatever you want. You know, and I, I think it's going to turn. There's going to be some really interesting stuff like that. It's a back and forth uh, with with schools about their policies that I should, I hope, uh, really kind of open things up and it's going to take a while yeah. to, to figure out the best way for all of this to happen. I'm just glad that it's happening, but I, okay. So I had the two, I never mentioned the second thing, the two problems I could see clashes with the schools themselves. And then number two taxes, uh, the, those things could get messy, mm-hmm. especially if you get like endorsements from, uh, businesses that are outside of the state. Did you make money outside of the state of Tennessee? And you you have to, pay, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's a whole thing. Um, but like something that I do wonder on the note of taxes, um, like Tennessee, no income tax. Do we use that like as a, <laughs> as a recruiting tactic now? Well, be- I mean, I wonder how that works. Do you have to file in Tennessee or if you're from, if you're a player from Alabama, are you having to file in Alabama? That's a great question. I don't, and see, I, that's, it's things like that where I think the taxes will get messy. 
um, mm -hmm. as, as an accountant, as my day job, that is, uh, yeah, I think you could run into some serious problems. Cause I also think like me as a college kid, before I ended up going into accounting, all that stuff, I didn't have like a conception of what income taxes really meant. I just knew the job that I had when I was 16, it was like taken out on the check. Mm -hmm. Like I saw that on my paycheck and was just like, oh yeah, that's the taxes that I pay. I didn't like think about what all that meant. And yeah, when you're talking about, well, your permanent residency is in the state of Alabama, your temporary residency is in Tennessee, and you're getting money from a company that's based out of Kentucky. Okay, what are the, the tax implications yeah. of all of that? Um, Plus, kids need to understand like, hey, you're, you know, this, this company's paying you $1,500 for your Instagram post or whatever it ends up being. I don't know. It, it, it'll be all over the place, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure to an 18-year-old kid that that's at Tennessee playing football, well, they just got $1,500 in their account. You know, I'm going to spend that like however I want to. I'm going to spend all of it today if I want to. And that adds up, and then, yeah, tax time comes, and you don't have money put back for any taxes, and, and suddenly there's a huge tax burden. What? Yeah, that, that could definitely be a, a, a bad situation for somebody. Personal example. Uh, it's from my own life. This year, my wife got a job for the very first time that uh, had a commission element to it, and she made like some pretty sizable sales. And we were just like, "Oh, we, you know, we can handle the taxes at the end of the year. <laughs> they're more than you think they're going to be. They always are. They're more than you think they're going to be." <laughs> I just freaking paid them all uh, like a month ago <laughs> they're more than you think they're gonna be so uh yeah i mean i i absolutely see that hopefully the school takes that by the horns you're gonna have a lot of college them. athletes uh claiming a home office out of their dorm <laughs> <laughs> gotta get those write-offs baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i it's it i i love it i despite the fact that you could run into those problems i'm so excited for this because mm -hmm. I mean, the biggest thing, let's all be honest, we get EA, we get uh, NCAA football back from EA Sports, man. They, they've already been tweeting about it. They put out a statement where they said, we're watching closely the name image likeness rules and we're, you know, we're working on getting the game developed or whatever. And I believe the the initial reintroduction of that game is next year, I think, has been like the plan. So exciting stuff can come out of it, even for regular uh Folks like us that aren't college athletes, we get uh, we get our NCAA football game back, man. Oh, please! I, I I have I've even hung on to the the old 2014 game yeah. all of this time. The fabled last one, <laughs> man. I mean, it's like gold. You mm -hmm. serious? Like you really can if you look like on eBay and stuff. It's like two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> to get a copy of it. <laughs> but uh, the, there is a lot of nuance to it and I, I just for anybody that doesn't like it and they think that it's going to change the game what i always go back to is these kids were getting money before they were you just didn't know about it and now you know about it that's i mean the structure of it will definitely change you got to pay taxes and things like that um Oh, yeah, largely. there will still be under-the-radar deals. Where, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it's not like yeah. they're suddenly going to start funneling money through uh, car dealerships to get a kid to go play at Alabama. They're, why would I mean, they? What, yeah. yeah. What, are, what are some of the implications now where this could get a little seedy? Because you think, like, could where, where do the, the conflicts of interest come in? Nick Saban owns a Mercedes-Benz dealership in Tuscaloosa. Can that Mercedes-Benz dealership pay kids? He like he's like a I don't know if he's the whole owner. I know his name's like connected to it or whatever. Um, like what's the deal there? Because if you have a situation like that, could you not just have like a, essentially a, a funnel for cash from the school to oh. these kids? <laughs> no, I mean uh, something's definitely gonna happen like that. But like you said, it's already happening. You know, yeah. there aren't many five-star stud kids going to uh, schools for free. You know, unless it's Arch Manning that doesn't need the money that's already set up uh, with his life where he's going to be actually choosing a program based on where he wants to play. Most of these kids, there is a little financial 
there's something at some point. Maybe it's not necessarily to sign there, but but to get you to come on a visit to do that. You know, that stuff's happening as you're going to continue to happen. This just adds an extra layer to it. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. One thing I thought about though, and you kind of briefly touched on this with the clashes between schools. What happens if you know Tennessee's a Nike school? What happens if Harrison Bailey wants to go out and sign a deal with Adidas or something? Yeah. You know, what happens then? Uh, because <laughs> I could definitely see something like that happening. And do they, like, how does representation work? Because having an agent has been off limits all this time. If you have an agent, you're going pro and we're, you have to be out of the NCAA system. Like these kids will need representation for mm-hmm. the size of some of these deals. Cause if you get a, I mean, good Lord, if you get a Johnny Manziel that has a national profile, Every company on planet oh, Earth yeah. is going to want an endorsement deal with that kid. That's he, he I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw this question from me last night or not on Twitter. But who who do you think would have been the most profitable uh, college athlete over the last twenty years? You know, in, in the kind of internet age. I had my answer, but over the last twenty, yeah, it would have been a football player. I think that's right. a given. I mean, just some of the most prominent men, Menzel would have been up there. What, like Vince Young, uh, all dude, all those players from those like sort of Hollywood USC teams. With, mm, yeah, like, Reggie oh, Bush, Liner. of course. Matt Leinart was a model. That dude would have been <laughs> like any players like that. I don't know. What was your answer? I, I, f- really I feel like. I feel like my job was Tim Tebow because he just was so transcendent. It went beyond football so much with him. He was just such like a persona touchstone. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely. Um, And then, and then I saw this, this was in, I think, I don't know if it was Clay Travis or somebody I saw mention um, the, the implication of kids having incentive to stay home. If you have a kid from Tennessee and they will be beloved at Tennessee because they're at Tennessee, or they could go to Alabama and win a national championship, but they're going to be the 20th man on the roster. Mm-hmm. Does the incentive become be a celebrity at Tennessee? You might not win a national championship, but you're going to, you know, you're going to be able to make some cash or go to Alabama and be a nobody, but hey, you get a national championship. I thought that's yeah, a really interesting That is, because, I mean, if you think about Cade Mays, for example, he goes to Georgia, yeah, perfect example. goes to Alabama, you know, he's just kind of lost in the mix. When he was at Georgia, most of the conversation about him was because he was a Tennessee legacy and went to Georgia. But now that he's at Tennessee, it really doesn't matter how well he does or doesn't perform, he's always going to be kind of, talked about it uh dylan bates is a great example the guy did really nothing in his career at tennessee but he's he's a tennessee legacy uh his dad played at tennessee and it was a a great tennessee football player and dylan bates got a lot more attention just because he went to tennessee than he would have got had he went to an alabama or somewhere and just been a special teams guy that nobody ever talked about Uh, that is an interesting uh aspect of this because a lot of these deals are now, most of these deals aren't going to be Manziel-type national deals with, with big major companies. And we're already seeing most of these deals are with local companies, uh, locally ran companies. That's the majority of what we're going to see from most of these players. The guys with with you know a Trevor Lawrence type or somebody that, that's in ESPN every day in October, those deals are going to be few and far between probably. Yeah, that that's going to be the highest profile guys. That's not that, those won't be like the biggest deal. I don't think cuz they're just going to be relatively rare. But yeah, I think Cade Mays is like the prime prime example because you have a kid, five-star player, but like his dad is a pro, like a prominent business person around Knoxville who could like set up deals for his kid as a famous football player at Tennessee. That's tons of incentive, like make a bunch of money at Tennessee or go to Georgia and win a little bit more. Uh, I, to me, that's almost like a given, like get your money. You're still going to go to the NFL at Tennessee. If you play well at Tennessee and Trey, (laughs) Trey Smith was on some garbage teams 
and he he's you know if you're good they'll find you and that's yeah that. he's a he's another one where his celebrity is he, i mean he played great during his time at tennessee he he was he's a legitimate first round talent even though it's not where he was drafted probably probably because a lot of health issues that he had He's another one where his celebrity was much bigger because he was at Tennessee, stayed home at Tennessee, and he was kind of the face of that program through some turbulent times. He's, you know, he definitely enhanced his brand, even though he wasn't able to take advantage of it because, you know, those rules weren't in effect at that point. He enhanced his brand because he was at Tennessee, for sure. Absolutely. And then, I mean, you have guys that would really grow into it. Like uh, John Fulkerson, just endorse, uh, pay, pay the man, pals. You know you need to. You know you need to. That's his, uh, do you, well, oh, you don't, do you know pals? Is that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you do. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were around here yes. for a long time. Yeah. Anywho, I think that's, that's pretty much it. I think we covered most of what happened at Tennessee. Never a slow day, ever. You never know what's next. No. Let's not speak it into existence. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Something crazy. You're going on vacation next week, so I think we'll have another sort of gap in episodes this time. But uh, that's that's it for us. That's Zach Reagan. I'm Charlie Burris. Thank you so, so much for listening. The last couple episodes we had, had really good traction on, and we appreciate that so much. And uh, otherwise, A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed on iTunes, Spotify, uh, A to Z Sports Nashville.com for Zach's musings at Charlie underscore Burris at Zach TNT. And I think that's going to be it. Cue the music, folks. Good, good vibes. No, nobody gets kicked off of the football team. No, nothing. Let's optimism, positivity, good thoughts. <laughs> That's how I want to leave it. Need a quiet July. (laughs) Yes. Let's just not make news this time. All right. That's it. We'll talk to y'all next time. See you guys later.